The gospel reading for this first Sunday in Advent comes from Mark chapter 13, verses 24 through 37. But in those days, after that tribulation, the sun will be darkened and the moon will not give its light, and the stars will be falling from heaven, and the powers in in the heavens will be shaken. And then they will see the Son of Man coming in clouds with great power and glory. And then he will send out the angels and gather his elect from the four winds, from the ends of the earth to the ends of heaven. From the fig tree, learn its lesson. As soon as its branch becomes tender and puts out its leaves, you know that summer is near. So also, when you see these things taking place, you know that he is near at the very gates. Truly, I say to you, This generation will not pass away until all these things take place. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will not pass away. But concerning that day or that hour, no one knows, not even the angels in heaven nor the Son, but only the Father. Be on guard, keep awake, for you do not know when the time will come. It is like a man going on a journey when he leaves home and puts his servants in charge each with his work, and commands the doorkeeper to stay awake. Therefore, stay awake, for you do not know when the master of the house will come, in the evening or at midnight, or when the rooster crows or in the morning, lest he come suddenly and find you asleep. And what I say to you, I say to all, stay awake. This is the gospel of our Lord. I bring grace, peace, mercy to you from God, our Father, Lord, and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Happy Advent, right? Happy Advent. Uh, I mean, and like, I actually mean that. Um, Advent, uh, Pastor Garrett and I, I believe, uh, last Thursday Night Live, we were talking about how this is our favorite season in in the church calendar. Um, And if you don't pay attention to the church calendar, you really should, because, um, Advent, we don't just begin Advent today, we also begin a new church year. So if you are like me, ready to say goodbye to 2020, join the church. We're already there. It's gone. New year. New year. New us. Okay. It's Advent. And um, as I said, right, favorite time of the year, favorite season in the church And for um, some of us, Pastor Garrett gave us the nuance of Advent there in the beginning, and I love that, because for most of my life, I looked at Advent as sort of pre-Christmas. It's what leads us just to Christmas. Um, Advent in Latin means coming or arrival, and so what we're leading up to is the coming of Jesus, right, in the manger, uh, the baby Jesus, word made flesh, right? That's how I always saw Advent, pre-Christmas, pre-Christmas. But it wasn't until recently where I was awakened to the thought that actually what we're really looking forward to in the season of Advent is the coming of Jesus the second time. He came once, that was 2,000 years ago, and so today we stand here looking forward to the time when he will come again, which we hear in the gospel account today, he promises to do so. And so this season is a season of, of the first coming, but is also a season of the second coming, which for me screams we need Advent more than ever this year. 
Like of all of the years in my life so far, this seems like the year for Advent. The year not to skip just to Christmas, but the year to really lean in, focus in, hear the gospel in the Old Testament accounts of what's being said during this season. Because what we're doing is we're looking forward to when true reconciliation will occur, when true peace will be on, it will be in the new heavens and the new earth, when, when things will be finally right. This is the season, this is the season for us this year. It's a season of hope, as Pastor Garrett uh, mentioned in, in the beginning of our service today. Uh, that blue, right, representing hope and the hope that we have as Christians. And it's all pointing to that second coming of Christ, which we do not know the time or the hour, Jesus tells us. But it's that hope that really motivates and fuels everything we do here now as we wait, as we stay awake. And hope, hope is what it really boils down to. Hope is, is what gets us through. Hope is, is what's uh, uh, the motivation and the fuel to our faith. And, but hope, I think, is different than um, what most of us walk around and think about. And, and so that's what I really wanted to focus today on is the idea of Christian biblical hope. Because just like how I got Advent wrong for a long time, I feel like I had hope wrong for a long time. See, when I was a junior in high school, <laughs> I was um, called down to the office one day, and as I was walking down there, I was racking my brain of three, four, or five weeks of bad behavior. What did they figure out? But instead, when I got there, I was notified that I had been nominated and had received a, an award. Um, I was nominated and, and, and given the optimistic male of the year for my high school, I, which was really shocking to me, to be honest, when I was first told that. Like, I couldn't believe it. I was like, really? Optimistic? I don't even know what that word means as a junior in high school. Um, but certainly learned it and, and kind of grabbed it and, and held on to it and really embraced it. So much so that optimism had become sort of this key identity marker to me. It was something, because I was given that award, shockingly in my head, right, I, I wanted to keep that a part of me. And so I flash forward a few years, I'm in college, and, and college for me was sort of the beginning when uh, I realized the wor world is not as great as it is, <laughs> right? Uh, it's, it's when I guess you could say I, I had my first real experience with maybe some anxiety, depression, doubts in faith, doubts in life, um, uh, horrible breakup, uh, all sorts of things that happened during college. And, and during that, during that experience, I found myself always um, conflicted because I really wanted to be that optimistic male of the year, that person that was looking for the silver lining, the person that had the pep in the step and, and really could, you know, brighten people's day. Like, it's all going to get better, everybody, right? I really wanted to hold on to that. But, but I found myself not so optimistic during college, but very pessimistic. And there I was, kind of battling between these two ideas, being an optimist and a pessimist, and, and really sort of feeling guilty over my pessimism during the time. And the thing is, 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 is I remember during that time, I remember using the language that it was hopelessness 
that I was experiencing. That because I had lost this silver lining, everything is going to be better sort of perspective, I, I had lost my hope. Um, but there lies the problem with, I think, how we view hope. Um, it's not optimism. Optimism is saying things will get better. Pessimism, things will get worse. Both of those things, both of those ideas are dependent and based upon the circumstances that you're going through, the circumstances around you. It's based on the circumstantial and events in your life. That's optimism. That's pessimism. Hope is different. Hope, biblical hope, Christian hope, acknowledges that your circumstances might be good, they might be bad. You can read the Bible and you can find plenty of places where it will tell you and speak to you that what you're going through right now, it might get better, it might get worse. That's life. Hope is not based off of your circumstances. Hope is based in the Bible off a person, off a person. The one who came as that little baby 2,000 years ago, the one that we're leading up to in 25 days when we get to Christmas Eve. Hope is based off of the person of Christ, God, someone, a someone, not a something, someone who has a will, the ability to enact something, someone who has power and glory as we hear in the gospel account, not your circumstances. Things might get better. Things might get worse. This pandemic might be with us forever. COVID-19, it seems like it's something that we're going to have to deal with for a long, long time. We're going to have to get shots and have all sorts of fun. Not my favorite thing in the world. I'm still like a five-year-old when it comes to shots. The economy, everything, anything that we're going through today and here and now, anything that's made you think, ugh, 2020, check yourself because you said that probably about 2019 too. Things might get better. Things might get worse. But what we as Christians, and, and through the season of Advent, what we look through, to and through, is our hope. Our hope in Christ. Who, 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 in the Old Testament, promises, God promises to his Old Testament people, he will come once. A Messiah, one will rise up. In, in the New Testament, he promises us to us today that he will come again. And so we live in that tension but that's what hope is, living in tension, living in the waiting, living in the anticipating. The Hebrew, one of the Hebrew words kind of gets to that in the Old Testament. It's the word kava, kava. You'll find it in the Psalms, you'll find it in um, uh, uh, the Proverbs. Uh, the root is kav, which is the word for cord or rope. And kava, Kava is that tension point right when you're pulling a rope or cord so tight that it's inevitable it's going to break, right? And you're waiting for it. And kava is when it snaps, the moment it finally snaps. And it's, that word is the word that in the Old Testament you find for the word of hope. It's that snapping. It's when that tension is finally released. And so this season of Advent, this season of hope, don't miss it. Don't just skip to Christmas. Don't just flash right through. Stay awake and alert, Jesus says. Live with hope. Rely in him 
and, and seek him in everything you're doing because no matter your circumstances, whether good, bad, worse, could go either direction, Christ stands and his promises still stand to us today that he will come again where there will be everlasting joy we hear in Isaiah, where he brings justice and mercy, where, there's, where, where we see him in the clouds. That's my favorite part of that gospel. You will see Christ. Live. Live boldly. Live boldly in Christ. Stay awake in the hope that we have in Christ. In the holy name of Jesus, amen. Will you pray with me? Lord God, Heavenly Father, uh, we just pray that you be with us uh, this week and, and through this whole season of Advent, that you guide and, 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 um, and help flesh out our desires, that they're seeking you and, and keeping us with hopeful eyes, no matter what circumstances we're in, good, bad. Father, let us keep our eyes fixed on your Son because we know he is good and his promises and your promises, they ring true. In the holy name of Jesus, amen.